you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Take your Bible. I just want to encourage uh, those that are watching that you're just as much a part of us as everyone here in the building. In fact, I need to take just a moment and let you know that we're probably, we're, we're getting kind of close to um, being maxed out here, social, so, socially distanced wise, because we want to maintain the, the six feet apart. And so um, we have a reservation system that you can um, reserve your place. And what we'll do is as we're growing through this time, and I believe we're going to grow through this time, Amen. As we're growing, we'll just add on a second service. So when we socially distance enough in this room, and if you feel, uh, if you're here in the, in the building and you are too close to someone, just spread out. Just spread out. Um, we, we have to make adjustments. All the church is making adjustments right now. There are a couple of churches that wanted to come back in person meeting, I, I know, in the city. And because of the numbers this week, they decided to push it back. That's all right. You know, we're all adjusting. If we'll just all stay in the peace of God and let the peace of God rule and reign in our heart, then we won't get frustrated with what's going on, right? Are you in agreement with that? I'm just going to remind you to stay in faith as we continue to go through this. You know, we started back in, I believe it was the middle of March when when this tidal wave of news started rolling over to the west from the east from Europe and they were saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming and all of the messages in the body of Christ were faith over fear, faith over fear, faith over fear and now here we are in July and people are hearing this second wave or all this information and all these numbers whether you, whether you believe and agree with all the numbers or not we still have to stay in faith in faith So I'm going to take just a minute before we get into the word here, and we're going to declare God's word over our bodies and over our minds. Are you in agreement with that? It's your responsibility to take care of yourself. This is called self-care, spiritual self-care. If I believe that Christ was raised from the dead, and I believe what the word of God says about the power of Christ uh, to raise... Uh, and quicken and and make alive my mortal body, then I'm responsible for agreeing with God for my health. My health. The, The power in the blood of Jesus is great enough to protect me from any and every disease, any and every sickness. And so I just want you to agree with my prayer. Now, I'm not gonna call everybody up here or everybody on the camera I'm not going to say put your hand on the TV, although there's a point of contact here. Just seated where you are. Mark 16 says lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. There's, God wants to touch us and protect us. It may sound strange to you. You may not have ever heard this, but this is part of being uh, 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 a leader in the body of Christ. We have to stop the fear with our faith. And our trust in the word of God. I want you to do this. Wherever you are, wherever you're watching, just take a moment and we're going to pray. Put your hand on your body. I'm going to pray for you. And you just agree with me. Father, I thank you 
that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus Christ paid for our bodies. And he took stripes upon his body while he was here on this earth. And so, Father, we trust you for our healing. We trust you for our protection. We declare the blood of Jesus over our bodies, and we take our faith over any kind of fear trying to come in and steal, kill, or destroy us. We thank you for our healing and our protection right now. And, Father, we, I just pray for anyone and anyone's family that is dealing with this virus, that this virus would uh, leave their bodies, that their, this virus would die right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for the faith that you've given us and the healing that you've given us. And we agree with you right now. And every day from now on, we'll dedicate our bodies to you and give ourselves to you and trust you for our protection in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Now, you practice that. Practice that every day. You know, if you went to a doctor and he said, here's what you need to do, take this every day, and then come back and see me in two weeks, the first thing he's going to do is say, did you take what I told you to take? Were you consistent in doing that? The Word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4 that His Word is like medicine to our bodies. So I'm encouraging you, take your medicine every day. Declare your healing every day. Stand for your protection every day. Don't leave home without it every day. Isn't that good? Faith still works over fear this many months after March. All right, let's take our Bibles, turn over to Galatians chapter 2. And see, all of that in that couple of minutes was not even in my notes. It had to have been from the Holy Spirit, right? But I believe the Lord gave me some stuff in the notes here too. So we'll just, we'll just see what kind of uh, message you hear. You know, I'm so convinced of the power of God that he can meet every need for everyone watching and everyone in the building this morning. He can meet you where you are. He can speak life to you. He can set you free from whatever is trying to bind you. The power of God is here and available to us. We just have to receive it and tap into it. And the way that we do that is we pray. So this is what we're going to do before we actually look at the word. We're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal himself through the word of God to us. So, Father, this morning, it's not, the man's, it's not man's word. It's not words from a man or man's words that set us free. It's your word that sets us free. And Jesus, you said that you gave us the Holy Spirit as your church and your people, your body and your family. And the Holy Spirit would remind us of everything that you said. And the words that you speak to us, they're life, and they set us free. They set us free this morning. So we open our hearts and our ears and our eyes, our spiritual eyes, to see what you want us to see and hear what you want us to hear so that it transforms us from the inside and sets us free on the outside. We give you honor and we give you praise in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. We're ready to receive from the Lord. So we're on week three of identity crisis. 
And I invite you, I'm going to give a quick review, but I invite you to go back and watch the videos. They're on YouTube. They're on Facebook out there. Week one, we, we talked about an identity crisis and what happens. I believe, uh, I believe a, a lot of things are having an identity crisis right now. Our, our nation, the, the church, Christians, individuals personally, identity crisis. Who am I? And they're, they're asking the question, you know, who am I? What, what, what's happening here? What, what do I do? Who created me? Last week, we, we talked about spiritual DNA and how God has given us his spiritual DNA through Christ and that it matters more about who we are in Christ than any other thing in our life. It matters more that you're born in Christ and that you are born again, born new in Christ than where you were born on earth. Who you are and your family name and where you came from. It matters more that you're in Christ and that spiritual DNA that God has placed in you determines it has the spiritual information and it determines how we grow God has already designed you to succeed and not fail he's already given you hope and a future and God knows what he has planned for you and it's up to us to discover that and so the more that we find ourselves in Christ the less we go through crisis, right? The more we find ourselves in Christ, Christ, the less we will go through crisis. Who I am in Christ determines my success in this life. And so this week, uh, the title of the message is Put Off to Put On. Put Off to Put On. And you can, if you've got your device with you, you can go to lifeway.church forward slash 07. Today is the 12th, 07-12-20. And it has the notes out there. It has the scriptures. So you can follow along. There's also, you can take notes and you can send yourself a copy by email of the notes that you take along with the notes that are there. So the title is Put Off to Put On, and we're going to see who we truly are in Christ, but then that's only one-third. That's only one-third of it. The identity piece is only one-third of the whole equation. There's two more things we're going to talk about today. Who I am in Christ plus plus. You know, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great if when we said yes to Jesus, we gave our life to him, that it would automatically solve every problem. <laughs> It'd be great. And some people even think that because Christ is in me, then I have automatic success, but it doesn't work like that. Because identifying with Christ is only one-third of the equation Galatians 2.20, here it is. Are you ready? In the New International Version, it says, I have been crucified. Everybody say crucified. 
Man, that's a big word. I have been crucified with Christ. If you're a believer in Christ, if you're a follower of Christ, it's important to know that you have been crucified with Christ. When Christ was crucified, you were crucified with him. It happened. It happened over 2,000 years ago. Paul says this, I've been crucified with Christ. We can say this, we've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That one statement is so powerful that it changes everything. Second Corinthians says that we become a new creature. Paul says that I died, but I, I'm living. How does that happen? He said, the life that I now live in my body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Identifying with Christ is the first step in walking out God's plan for your life. It is the most important step after you receive Jesus. I know a lot of people have, have become born again and said, yes, I, I, I believe Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I choose to follow him. And they, they, they just kind of stop there. But the next greatest step after making that decision is to find out who you are in Christ. Last week I went over 16 different points of who we are in Christ. We're part of his family. We're children of God. We're join heirs with Jesus. We're more than conquerors. We're victorious. God has made us all of these things in and through Christ. In Acts chapter 17, it says, In him I live and move and have my being. So without the life of God in me, I'm dead. Spiritually, I'm dead. But because Christ lives in me, I'm spiritually alive. You know, Jesus said this to his disciples, I am the vine and you are the branches. Live in me, abide in me, and you will bear much fruit eternal fruit, right? If, if Jesus is the vine and we are the branch, sometimes, depending on the plant, it's hard to tell the vine from the branch because the branch looks so much like the vine, right? In Christ, in Christ we're created to look like him, but we're created to bear the fruit that the power of the vine produces, See, the, the branch doesn't produce the fruit. The vine produces the fruit through the branch. Everybody say, I'm a branch. Hooked to the vine. That's a good, it's, a, it's a good declaration. It's time to make declarations. Everybody's declaring something. Let, who we are in Christ is what we need to be declaring. Who you are in Christ is who you need to be declaring. Don't let other people put things on you. You decide to declare who you are in Christ. In Christ, I'm a branch. In Christ, he's the vine. I produce fruit because I'm connected to the vine. This is our identity with Christ. Je Jesus explained it. Paul explained it. And the Holy Spirit is explaining it to us today. We have to say something, right? We have to agree with God. And when we declare something, we're saying something, we're using our mouth to connect with God and agree with God that what he says, I am, I am. What he says, you are, you are. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you are. 
what God says you are. <laughs> if you're there in your pajamas eating your cornflakes, <laughs> I know you're excited. Tell your next door neighbor <laughs> you are who God says you are. I'm telling you, this, this is what frees us to be all that God wants us to be. The devil is he's roaring like a lion right now, seeking whom he may devour, to imprison, to capture, to keep bound. But through the life of Christ and identifying with Christ, we've been set free. We've been set free from what the devil has called us into what God has called us. Who do you say you are? You remember Jesus asked his disciples that question. Who do, first he said, who do men say that I am? Then he made it more personal. Who do you say that I am? It's important that you know who you are in Christ. Do you know who Christ is? And do you know that he is the hope of glory in you? We have to keep saying it. Look at, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. This is, these are some awesome in Christ scriptures. The word tells us who we are in Christ. Spend more time looking in the mirror of God's word then you're looking in the mirror to see if your hair's got a good hair day or if your complexion is clear and free or whatever. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, New International Version says, examine yourself. <laughs> examine yourself. Not only on the outside, but on the inside. Examine your heart. Examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Whether you're in faith. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? If you do, then you're in the faith. And then test yourself. Do, do you believe everything that God says about you? Examine yourself and test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? This is our responsibility. It's not your neighbor's responsibility to examine you. And it's not your responsibility to examine someone else. It's your responsibility to examine if you're in the faith and whether you know, whether you're fully convinced that Jesus Christ lives in you. And how big does Jesus live in you? Then it says, unless, of course, you fail the test. So this is a constant thing that we have to do all the time. Am I in faith? And do I really believe that Jesus Christ lives in me? Because if I believe that Jesus lives in me, it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference to the people around me. It's going to make a difference in my life. If he's the Prince of Peace, there's going to be more peace in my life. Romans chapter 8 and verse 10, another good scripture about Christ being in us. Christ being in us. But if Christ is in you, but if Christ is in you, where's Christ live? In me. Sure, sure he's seated at the Father's right hand in heaven. But because of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I will send another comforter, the Holy Spirit to be with you. He will be with you and in you. Romans 8.10 says, but if Christ is in you, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life 
because of righteousness. And so God is, 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 is giving us life by his spirit. So because of Christ, who I am in Christ is a, 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 a man or a woman. If you're a woman, you declare this. I'm a man of God and the life of God is in me. Because of Christ, because he lives in me, his life is in me. And it doesn't matter what my body feels like because my body sometimes will feel the effects of death and sin on this earth. That's okay. We are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Who we are on the inside matters more than who we are on the outside. You know, what has happened to us on the inside has to affect what is happening on the outside. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Because of Christ and who we are in Christ is just one-third of where we're going today. There's two more things. We, we have to put off to put on. We have to put off to put on. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4.22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be uh, made new in the attitudes of your mind and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And so there's an exchange here in this verse. I'm supposed to put off something and put on something. And I can only do that because Christ lives in me. People that don't have Christ in them can't experience this putting off in order to put on. So that's why I say that identification with Christ, becoming born again, saying yes to Jesus and becoming a follower of Christ is just one-third of where we need to be. These other two-thirds, putting off and putting on, is a daily thing that we must practice because of Christ on the inside, because of who Christ is on the inside. This verb, to put off and to put on actually means to clothe, to wrap yourself in. Romans 13, 14 says it this way. It says, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And so through this verse... Through the one there in Ephesians chapter 4, we identify that there's an outward flesh that is decaying, that is experiencing death, but there's an inward spirit that is being renewed by the life of God, by the life of God, trusting God every day, reaching out to God from the inside, from our heart, causes us to experience the power of God in our lives. That inward man, the Bible says, is being renewed day by day, even though our outward man is perishing. So, 
it's not enough to have Christ on the inside. We must give the qualities and the characteristics of Christ expression on the outside. And we can. We can because of the power of God. And some people will say, oh, you're just, you're just trying to act like a Christian. Exactly. <laughs> because I have Christ on the inside, I'm intentionally expressing him on the outside. It's putting off to put on, putting off the old man to put on the new man. When we don't express or act like Christ is in us, then we default to the flesh. Our default is the flesh. And so, our default is the old man. Let's talk about flesh. Doesn't look so good. I mean, even though you put makeup on it, get ripped in the gym, flesh is flesh, right? It's torn, tattered, decayed. The old man, everybody say old man. We all deal with the flesh. I don't care how spiritual you are, how much you pray, how much you read your Bible, you deal with flesh. Call the old man. You can't pray it away. God, people think, I'll just ask the Lord to take my flesh away. No, <laughs> you need your flesh. <laughs> you need your, like I said last week, you need your body to live on this earth. Right? We just have to deal with the old man. We have to do something with the old man. But if we don't do something with the old man, our default is the flesh, the old man. That's our default. Because your flesh is not redeemed yet. Right? And just because you're born again and Christ lives in you, you're not exempt from dealing with the flesh. All of us deal with the flesh. Now, some people think because they've been filled with the Holy Spirit and they experience a little bit of power in their life that they've conquered the flesh. No, you haven't conquered the flesh. Paul explains that in Romans. Just read it. Just study. Study about how we still deal with the flesh. We can't pray and say, Lord, take this away and do something with it. Lord, help, you know, do this for me. No more than we, as we grow up, that we ask people to dress and undress us. You know, that's, as a child, we're teaching our children, one of the first things we teach them, how to dress and undress themselves, right? Don't expect your spouse to take your old man off and put your new man on, right? That is our responsibility. That's our responsibility. So look at uh, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. We have to take it off. We have to put it away. The, the verb actually means 
putting off the old man means to take off and put away and place aside to another location. Take it off, put it away, place it aside to another location. Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. It says, put to death. Put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Here it is. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Did he, did he just did he just use did he just say the word sex in church? Really? God knows about sex? Well. And he and, and he identified with the flesh. And he said, do something with it. Impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Look at all these things. Which is idolatry. Because God is telling us to do something with it. Put it to death. Doesn't say, Lord, I just pray that you will you'll just cause it to die in my life. No. The Bible says that we should do something with this. It says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Uh-oh. But I thought God was good. Yes, he is good. He's so good, he gave you the power to put off the flesh. It says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you used to live or once lived. But now you, you also, you have to, you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Get ready. Anger, rage, malice, slander, uh-oh, and filthy language from your lips. All of these things. God's not going to eradicate it from your life. You're going to have to take off the old man so that we can put on the new man. That's, that's the next step here, right? Do not lie to each other since you have... Since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self. Since you've taken off your old self and put on your new self. The power that God gives us to take off our old self, we use that same power to put on the new self. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. It's not just identifying with Christ. It's not just coming to him and saying, yes, I believe. Yes, I want to go to heaven, so yes, I confess Jesus is Lord. No, we have to put off the old man and put on the new man. We can only do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of Christ living in us, we should shine like Christ shines. We can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Romans 6, 14. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not let sin. In other words, do not permit sin. Do not allow sin to control you. This means that we have a choice. This means we have, we have the power to choose whether we allow sin to control us 
or we dominate sin. We tell sin no. You see that new emoji they put out there? I like that emoji. No. We need to tell, we need to, when the devil comes at us with a text message, hey, do this. We need to throw that emoji back up. No. 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 I resist you. No. Sin has no dominion over me. I have power over sin by my choice. The devil can't make you do what you don't want to do. We take off the want to. Take off the want to. Put on the want to do God's will. I take off the sinful fleshly desires. I put on this godly desire. And then verse 14 of Romans 6 says this, sin is no longer your master. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Sin is no longer your master. You have power over sin with the very simple word but powerful word, no. No. I have a free will. I can break this addiction. Maybe you've been uh, uh, battling this addiction thing and you want to be free. There's a powerful word that you have to use, but you have to use it every day, maybe every minute. It's no. It's no. By the, not, not, not the power of the will. It's the power of the Holy Spirit as you're putting on the new man to say no to the old man, putting away those fleshly desires and picking up some spiritual desires. When we choose to take off the old man, old man we're saying no to sin. You cannot control me. I resist you. You're drawing a line like we did as kids, you know. As kids, we, we understood this thing about power. And we're like, okay, don't come across this line because I'm going to hit you. And they come across that line. Okay, okay, okay. Don't come across this line because if you do, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> right? But listen, we have the power now. Through the power of the Holy Spirit... We have, and we put on that new man in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we say no to the enemy. We take off the old man. We resist the desires of the flesh, and we put on this power of the new man. We can't successfully wear the old man and the new man at the same time. Now, how does that look? Look like you can't make up your mind who you are, right? You can't live like this. You weren't designed to live like this. God says, put off the old man, place it away from you, throw it away from you, move it away from you, and put on the new man with its new desires. Look at Colossians chapter 3. We said this before, but I'm going to say it again. It's very powerful. Look, you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of, of the image of its creator. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 that, that we dedicate our bodies a living 
sacrifice to God and we're renewed in our mind, is that we renew our mind with God's word and who we are in Christ. We're putting on that new man and then we're able to do what God wants us to do. But it's only in who we know we are in Christ and putting on this new man, we're able to do what God wants us to do. We have to dress ourselves with Christ. We have to clothe ourselves with Christ. Like it says in Romans chapter 13, verse 14, we mentioned it before. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Some people say, well, I, the, the flesh is so strong. But Jesus said, actually, Jesus said, the spirit is stronger. Spiritual things are stronger. We have to give ourselves over to those spiritual things. We have to practice spiritual things in order to obtain that power and resistance to the flesh. Right? We can liken it into this, uh, a new car. If you have a new car, these new cars, you know, uh, you don't have a key anymore. You have, and, and now I even read where you don't even need a key. You just have your smartphone, but they program it and all of that. You may have the most expensive new car with all the bells and all the whistles. Everything that you can imagine for this wonderful drive. You can get in it. You can smell the new leather. Some people are getting excited right now. Like, I need a new car. I deserve a new car. I want a new car. And I've never been a car salesman, but you can see. We see the reason we can do it because we see all these commercials with this new car. But you can get in it. You can have 500 horsepower under the engine if you don't have the key to drive it. You, just having it doesn't do any good. You can't experience it without what it takes. That permission. We give God permission when we put on the new man. We give God permission when we take off the old man. The power that we use to take off the old man, put on the new man, gives God the permission to exercise his power in our lives. So that we're not only identifying with Christ, we look like Christ. We look like Jesus wants us to look like. And people say when they see you, wow, there's a difference in you. You've changed. I've only known you six months, but man, you have really changed. You're patient. These people get upset with you. They call you all kinds of names and you just, you just smile. What's up with that? Because I put on the new man. You know, we pray these prayers. And I think they're just hopeful. Lord, I just want to be more like Jesus. Oh, I just want to be more like Jesus. Help me to be more like Jesus. Well, Jesus is in you. If we do what the Bible says to do, Jesus will start appearing on you. He will shine through you. This power that we have on the inside comes as a result of our working together with God in our lives. It doesn't just happen automatically, guys. 
It doesn't happen automatically. We work together with God. And because we're identified with Christ, we have the power of Christ, we can put off the old man, we can put on the new man, which is created in the image of Christ. And so we're identified with Christ and people identify us as the body of Christ. And they see the love of God. They see the patience of God. They see the peace of God. They see the strength of God. When there's a crisis, somebody needs prayer, we're the first ones there to say, hey, let's pray. I may not have the solution, but God has the solution. Let's pray. It's time to pray. It's not time to wig out like everybody. It's time to pray. Because we are in Christ, we decide since Christ is on the inside of me that I'm going to renew my mind to his truth and act like him on the outside, putting on the new man. I'm not trying to just act like Jesus on my own power, but because I'm putting on this new man every day. His power is working through me to help me act like him. Are you ready to act more like Jesus? Acting more like Jesus. We've, we've got some Jesus followers, but we need more people to act like Jesus. And we've got the power. We've got the power of the Holy Spirit in us to strengthen us, to help us. Let me just pray for somebody that may want to make Jesus the Lord of their life today. I believe that there, listen, there are people, there are more prayer requests that we got this past week, more people calling us saying that they wanted to come to church and that they would be here. God's doing a thing. I really believe he's doing a thing. In the middle of all this chaos and the world going through just turmoil and everything else, there is a sure foundation. His name is Jesus. And wherever you are right now, he wants to meet with you. He wants to in, in, come inside you, inside your heart, inside your life, give you a new life right now. If that's you, then I want to help you and give you some words to pray, some words to say. You'll just close your eyes right there and just make this. This is a sacred moment between you and God only. This is not between you and me. I'm just helping you to do what I did when I was 11 years old, 46 years ago. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And today, I choose to make him my Lord. I receive eternal salvation because it's a free gift from you. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. I believe that he paid for my salvation. I believe right now that I'm a part of your family. I'm born again. Fill me with the Holy Spirit to empower me to live every day through your power. 
Jesus' name. And so if you prayed that prayer, then that's the greatest step that you, you could ever take. The greatest decision you've ever made in your life. And we're here for you, to support you, to help you, to help you find out who you are in Christ. If you'll just let us know. If you're watching, you can go to lifeway.church forward slash salvation. If you prayed that prayer, we want to get you everything you need to begin to grow in your relationship with God and find out who you are in Christ. I'm going to pray for all of us here before we leave that we would know that we would know who Christ is in us because I believe that as we know who Christ is in us we're not going to be swayed by the world and the world's opinion we'll be solid on this foundation of who Christ is Heavenly Father thank you for your word Your word reassures us of who we are and how valuable we are in your eyes. Lord, help us to see ourselves like you see us and help us as believers in Christ to see other believers and the world how you see them. Show us, Father, how valuable and how precious each person is on this earth that you, cre you created them, Lord. They're created in your image. And you desire to have fellowship with them, Father. We just pray. We pray that you would continue to reveal Christ in us and through us. Give us the power to take off the old man tomorrow morning. Put on the new man tomorrow morning. And walk in the new man all day tomorrow. And Tuesday. And Wednesday. And Thursday. Father, thank you. That it's not by our power, not by our might, but it's by your spirit. As we walk in the spirit, we're able to walk in love. We're able to make a difference where you send us and where you take us and where you lead us and where you guide us. Lord, we pray for our co-workers. We pray for our family right now. We pray for our community and our state and our nation. And we pray for the world that they would first come to know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, that they would have a relationship with Jesus and that they would have a total transformation in their life and experience Christ. Father, help us to turn people to Jesus. Help us to use words of peace and grace and mercy and hope and love. Empower us this week. Why don't you just guys just stand up there where you are. Stand right there where you are. We're getting ready to be dismissed. But I want you to I want you to receive this as a gift from God. I believe God's given us his grace. And God's grace is a gift. It's a gift, but you have to receive it. Just, if you just lift your hands or hold your hands out in front of you and close your eyes. Father, I just, I just pray right now this gift of grace. We need extra grace this week to deal with the things that we're dealing with, Lord. Some, some of us 
some of us will even be able to speak to someone who is at a, a, a low point of depression that they're contemplating taking their own life help us Lord give them words of healing and hope and help Lord we're not on this earth for ourselves we're here to lead others to Jesus we're here to touch other people and make a difference in their lives we receive your grace. We receive your help. We receive your encouragement and your strength right now. Father, I ask you to fill us to overflowing with patience and kindness and goodness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. Help us to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit to speak a word to be moved with compassion and help somebody that needs help this week. Use us. Just pray that prayer. Just, just say, Lord, use me this week. Use me this week. Open a door. Bring me across somebody's path. Use me. Fill me. Show me. Guide me. Lord, we're here for you. We're here for you. And Father, as we leave, I thank you that you're protecting us. You're watching out over us to protect us. I declare the blood of Jesus over us to protect us, to heal us. Over our vehicles, over our homes, over our community. We speak the peace of God over this nation. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, that you lead your people in peace, in peace, by the Prince of Peace. We speak peace to the storm. Peace be still in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that we're able to do all that you want us to do this week. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.